is up guys welcome to episode 48 of beef's beef uh, a lot has happened since the last episode that i've recorded um you had a lot of free agent moves lebron to the lakers which um anybody that knows me knows i'm not very happy about uh we had uh demarcus cousins to the uh warriors uh paul george staying with the thunder uh you know a lot of big names doing doing different things uh dwight howard traded from the hornets to the nets then cut by the nets and then signed by the wizards uh some nba summer league started i'm actually watching the game right now as i'm recording the kings and the uh kings and the grizzlies uh mlb all-star teams have been announced uh just a lot of things have happened since, uh, like I said, since we since we've last uh, since I've last recorded. So I'm gonna start with the uh, with a pretty cool story that I saw last week. Uh, I cover Louisville baseball a little bit, not as much as I as I really want to. Uh, I need to get some people on here that know a good amount about it. I'll have to get a couple buddies that you know go to a lot of games. I have one buddy in in. Uh, in mind that I know knows a lot about our baseball team, and I'll have to get him on to uh, get some, you know, get some insight on the baseball team because I, I don't know as much about the team as I'd like, and um, I know he, I mean, he has season tickets last year, so. Uh, but Dan McDonald was named the 2019 uh, Collegiate National Team Manager by USA Baseball. That is huge. Uh, Dan McDonald has absolutely put in has absolutely put UofL baseball on the map. UofL baseball wasn't even, uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of people didn't even know Louisville had baseball. Um, he made the College World Series his first season in 2007, uh, first time, for the first time ever in school history. I think they'd only made the tournament twice the whole time. Uh, it had been a baseball team. So the fact that he came in his first season, made the College World Series is great. I mean, he has a 554 and 222 record, um, and he's earned the National Coach of the Year twice in 2007 and 2017. So, uh, if you ask me, uh, I'm biased, but that's okay. But to me, Dan McDonald's the best baseball manager there is in college baseball. Uh, what he's done with this baseball program is second to none, uh, and this right here is only gonna is only gonna boost. Uh, recruiting even more than what it already is. I mean, we had we had uh, I think two players drafted in the first round, and one of our players was the number one high school player drafted in the first round. So we obviously not going to have him this season. So if anything, this is just going to help recruiting even more. Which if I'm a if I'm a manager somewhere else, I'm I'm getting pretty nervous because he is building an absolute powerhouse here, and he had a chance to go somewhere else this year that. A lot of people thought he would take, and he didn't. Uh, the fact that he turned down that Mississippi State job and is staying at Louisville says a lot about what he feels about this city and about this program. So Louisville baseball is here to stay, and if I'm other ACC teams, if I'm just any team, uh, it's making me nervous with what Dan McDonald has going here. Um, like I mentioned, the uh, MLB All-Star teams have been announced. Uh, I was doing some research on – different parts of it and you know I looked up the home run derby rosters and stuff and I was very very surprised to see 
that there are only two players announced right now for the Home Run Derby, and it's less than a week away. The Home Run Derby is next Monday, um, which will be the 16th of July, and there's Bryce Harper and Max Muncy of the Dodgers. That's I, I, that's not good. I mean, when you think of probably the most talked about part or most watched part of the MLB All-Star Weekend, and there's only two people in it, that's not good. Um, I mean, we'll, it's obviously going to change. There's no way there's only going to be two people in it, but I feel like this is definitely it's definitely not a good sign for this late in this in the uh, definitely not good for this late in the game for there only to be two people. Uh, I don't I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but like I said, the uh, the All Star team has been announced. Uh, there was definitely some snubs. Uh, definitely some people that uh, shouldn't have been in, let alone a starter. <laughs> uh, I. The one, the people that know me know that I'm a fan of the Nationals. I just started being a fan of the Nationals before last season. Uh, I mean, I can explain it to you guys if you want to, but basically, I started with all the teams. Me and my buddy did. We started with all the teams and cut it out three teams at a time, and we came to the Nationals. Uh, my favorite player is not Bryce Harper. I do like Bryce Harper, so it's not because Bryce Harper is the best player in baseball, and I just picked that team. Uh, my actual favorite player on the team is Steven Strasburg, and I like. <clears throat> I like Trey Turner as well, so um, we will see. Uh, we'll see how the season ends for the Nationals. They're, right now, they're playing terrible. Um, but I was looking at some of the All Stars, and it's crazy how much, uh, how much I, how little I know about baseball compared to what I used to know. Like I'll see some of these names, I'm just like, oh wow, I'm not really sure I even know who that guy is and you know i do some research on him and stuff and it's it's i don't know it seems like you you take you give me 10 years ago and i could every person i could name you what player they every person in the all-star game at least i could tell you what team they played on and all that stuff and now it's like man i'm seeing some of these guys and i'm like oh, i'm not <laughs> i don't know if i even know who that is um I mean, some of the biggest snubs that you got Blake Snell, the pitcher from the Rays, uh, is the AL leader in ERA. Um, you have uh, Jesus Segura from the uh, from the Seattle Mariners. He is on the uh, All Star final vote. The where you can, <clears throat> if you go to MLB.com and vote for the uh, final, there's five players in the National League and five players in the American League. You can actually vote him for the last spot in the All Star team. I mean, the dude bet is, three, is betting 330. He has 47 RBI, 14 stolen bases, 7 home runs, and 47. Or, like I said, 47 RBI. Uh, I'm hoping Trey Turner gets voted in for the NL. I mean, I'm not saying he's the most deserving because you have Belt from the from the uh, Giants who's hitting 300 and has 13 home runs and 42 RBI. I mean, really, if I'm being honest, the only thing that's really helping Trey Turner is his stolen bases. He does have 22 stolen bases uh, at the All-Star break, or at the almost All-Star break. But I, I don't really think that he's going to make the All-Star team. I'm just biased because, like I am, like I said, I am a Nationals fan. I hope he does make it. Uh, if I had to, if I had to guess, I would say it's Belt and Segura. Uh, 
I just think they're probably the best, the most deserving players out of the two, and that's who I'm going to guess is going to uh, is going to make the All Star team on that final vote. So, going through some of the uh, some of the All Stars, you know, I put I, I I typed up the whole thing and was looking at a lot of the players and just looking at stats. Some of these guys that made the All Star team. Um, that kind of surprised me. Again, like I said, the reason I brought up myself being a Nationals fan is because the most, the 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 biggest. I'm trying to say. I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. The most, the person that shouldn't be a starter is Bryce Harper. Yes, he has 21 home runs, not 22 since since I typed this up yesterday, and 50 RBI or 51, 52 RBI, but he's batting 218. Um, Basically, what's happening with Harper, he started out really well. Uh, I was talking to my buddy John about this, and John brought up a very good point. He said the biggest problem with Harper is is Harper is a, is a big-time pull, pull hitter, which if those of you that don't play baseball or softball or anything like that or know anything about baseball, that means when he's hitting it, he's going to hit it. He's going to pull the ball more often than not. He doesn't hit the ball the other way very often. And since the beginning of the season, a lot of these teams are just putting the power shift on him. And he refuses to hit the ball the other way, and his average has shown that. He's hitting two eighteen, and he's an all-star starter. That that's I'm a Nationals fan, but that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you have Charlie Blackman from the Rockies hitting two seventy six with 17 home runs and 40 RBI. Um... Christian Yelich from the Brewers, Lorenzo Cain from the Brewers, uh, Yelich batting two eighty five, Cain batting two ninety. Uh, I mean, you have other players that can start. Uh, I'll tell you this: a name that I was surprised to see on there because I I felt like he had kind of fallen off the past couple of years was Matt Kemp. But Matt Kemp's having a great season, batting three nineteen, fifteen home runs, and fifty seven RBI. Uh, it was weird because I felt like he had fallen off, but then you look at his age and he's not really that old. For a baseball player, I mean, I, th- I believe he's 33 years old, and for him to fall off that much, I don't know. It was kind of surprising. But going through the AL All-Stars, uh, catcher, you have Wilson Ramos from the Rays. First base, Jose Abreu from the White Sox. Second base, Jose Altuve from the Astros. Third base, Jose Ramirez from the Indians. Shortstop, Manny Machado for the Orioles, which has been a part of trade talks the whole season. Uh, you kind of wonder if he helps win. What if he helps win the um, win the uh, All Star game for the AL and then gets traded to an NL team? I think it would be kind of funny. Uh, outfield outfielders, you have Mookie Betts for the Red Sox, Mike Trout of the Angels, Aaron Judge of the Yankees, and their DH is JD Martinez for the Red Sox. Now, I don't know how many people that listen to this are on the same side as this, but. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a big component of it because I don't, I don't keep up with it as much as other people that I know. But I'm definitely in favor of getting rid of the DH. Um, for me, the DH is bogus. I don't think that there should be one one league that has it, the other league that doesn't. Uh, it takes away strategies of the games that teams are going to have to use. Uh, you just put your best hitter that's out of shape, i.e., David Ortiz, uh, in the DH position and let him just hit. I mean, that person, if he's a good enough power hitter, is going to lead the league in, in home runs, which is what David Ortiz did. All that, did do, all that dude did was just hit home runs because he never had to play defense. 
So, I don't know. I think it's a bogus position. I think they should get rid of the DH. Um, but, hey, I haven't heard any, anything about them getting rid of it. So, it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, reserves for the AL, you have Salvador Perez from the Royals, Mitch Moreland from the Red Sox, Glaber Torres from the Yankees, Alex Bregman from the Astros, Francisco Lindor from the Indians, Michael Brantley from the Indians, Sin Shu Chu from the Rangers, Mitch Hanniger from the Mariners, George Springer from the Astros, Nelson Cruz from the Mariners. Now, uh, I did mention the uh, the five players that you could vote that you could vote in the All Star final vote. Um, the AL, uh, you have Benintendi from the from the Red Sox, Rosario from uh, Minnesota, Segura from Seattle, Simmons from the Angels, and Giancarlo Stanton from the Yankees. Uh, pitchers you have for the AL. <clears throat> Trevor Bauer from the Indians, Jose Barrios from the Twins, Araldis Chapman from the Yankees, Garrett Cole from the Astros, Edwin Diaz from the Mariners, J.A. Happ for the Blue Jays, Joe Jimenez for the Tigers, Craig Kimbrell from the Red Sox, Corey Kluber from the Indians, Chris Sale from the Red Sox, Luis Severino from the Yankees, and Blake, Blake Triandon from the Athletics, and Justin Verlander from the Astros. Now, not only is it me being a Nationals fan, but I would love to see. I would love to see an Indians. I would love to see an Indians Nationals. Uh, Indians Nationals World Series. Uh, you got, you know, you got um, Max Scherzer. You got Steven Strasburg, uh, Sean Doolittle. Uh, and others for the Nationals and the Indians. You have Corey Kluber. You have uh, Trevor Bauer and other good pitchers. I just want to see – sometimes you just want to see good pitching duels in the in the World Series. Make the batters – I mean, and both teams have good hitters. I mean, you got Rendon, Harper, Trey Turner, uh, Michael A. Taylor for the, uh, for the Nationals, the Red Sox, uh, Mookie Betts you have for the Red Sox, J.D. Martinez, Mitch Moreland. I mean, you have good hitters for the Red Sox, so I don't, I don't know. Or I'm, why am I saying the Red Sox? The Indians, the Indians have uh, Francisco Lindor, Michael Brantley. That's two All Stars. I don't know why I was mentioning the Red Sox. My bad. Uh, I would just love to see the the duel of that. Um, moving on to the NL, you have uh, the starters for the National League. You have Wilson Contreras of the Cubs at catcher, Freddie Freeman, first baseman for the Braves. Uh, second baseman, uh, Javi Baez for the Cubs. Third is Nolan Arenado for the Rockies. Outfield is Nick Marcakis from the Braves. Outfield is Matt Kemp for the Dodgers. And the other outfielder is Bryce Harper from the Nationals. Uh, now you have some pretty solid... You look at some of these names on the bench for the NL in, in this All-Star game, you're like, Jesus Christ, you got Buster Posey, JT Ramuto. Paul Goldsmith, Joey Votto, Ozzy Albies, Scooter, Scooter Jeanette, Eugenio Suarez, Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman, Lorenzo Kane, Kristen Yelch. And then you go to the pitching, and you're like, man, this, this is going to be a nice little pitcher's duel, too. Uh, you got, uh, who we got here? Uh, you got Patrick Corbin, Jake DeGrom from the Mets. You have Sean Doolittle from the Nationals, Mike 
Fulte Newis. I don't even know how to say that. I'll have to get with my buddy John because he's probably going to be like, man, what are you doing reading that guy's name like that? I don't know his name. Uh, I mean, he is solid. He has a 2.37 ERA with 114 strikeouts. Uh, Josh Hader from the Brewers. Brad Hand from the Padres. Kenley, Jan- Kenley Jansen from the Dodgers. John Lester from the Cubs. Miles McCullis from the Cardinals. Aaron Nola from the Phillies. Max Scherzer from the Nationals. And Felipe Vasquez from the Pirates. Now, if I'm going to be a betting man, who am I going to take in the to win this? Just going from top to bottom. you got a lot of firepower in that American League lineup at the top. Um, I'll probably go with the AL winning, even though I feel like, even though I'm an NL fan, I'm going to go with the AL winning. Uh, a close one, but I don't. Again, I don't watch baseball enough to really, really give you what you really need to hear on it, so. Take, I guess what I'm saying is take my prediction is with a grain of salt because I don't know as much as even a lot of my friends know. So uh, the biggest thing that's happened since you know we last spoke was LeBron James going to the Lakers. Um, those of you that know me know that I'm not real happy about it. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it could be worse. He could have went to the Warriors. Um but hey, I don't know. To me, as a business decision, it didn't make sense. Um, you could have stayed in the East, saved your body some. Um, now you're going to face Houston and L.A. and um, I don't know. You're going to face Houston, or Houston and Golden State uh, in the playoffs. And we're in the, in the Eastern Conference. You really just have Boston. Uh, I mean... You've completely dismantled the Raptors as a team. Uh, they fire their coach, who ends up winning Coach of the Year. And I don't know, man. But I had a I had a debate with one of my buddies, and he's probably going to be pissed that I'm bringing it up on here. But I completely disagree with him, so I want other people's opinions on this. So we're talking at the moment, right now, not what's going to happen not that I'm good cuz I'll say this definitely has the potential of changing but at the moment is the roster with LA right now better than the roster he had in Cleveland last season and for me it was a resounding no so right now I'm going to read you the roster that he currently has in LA now is there a big difference between these two rosters I'm not saying that there is Am I saying that Cleveland I'm, – I'm saying the Cleveland team is better. I'm not saying it's a resounding difference, and I'm not saying anything like that. He made the statement that this Lakers team is way better than this Cavs team last season. So we have Lonzo Ball. We have Isaac Bongo, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Alex Caruso, Luol Deng, who didn't play at all last season and probably won't play again this season, Channing Frye. Josh Hart, Andre Ingram, Brandon Ingram, LeBron, Kyle Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Svi Mikhailuk, Malik Newman, Gary Payton II, Rajon Rondo, Isaiah Thomas, who's a free agent, Mo Wagner, Travis Ware, and Ivaka Zubak. Nothing really sticking out to you. Oh, I mean, Lance, Lance Stevenson's not on here either. Lance Stevenson's not on here, and... Um, JaVale McGee's not on here either. So, add JaVale McGee and Lance Stevenson on here too. But, as I'm reading that right now, you're probably like, okay, 
you got I'm not a fan of him, but Brandon Ingram, you got Rondo, LeBron. I I, I don't know. I just and then I read the roster from Cleveland last year, which you all already know anyway. Jose Calderon, Jordan Clarkson, Jeff Green, George Hill, Rodney Hood, LeBron James, Kyle Korver, Kevin Love, Larry Nash Jr., Seti Osman, um, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, and Ante Zizic. So, I mean, right there, you already have Kevin Love, who's better than anybody else other on every, anybody else on the Lakers outside of LeBron. So, I mean, you take LeBron completely out of the picture, okay? Let's just say we take LeBron out of the picture and we play last year's Cavs team against this year's Lakers team. I mean, who do you think wins? To me, I think the Cavs win the seven-game series 4-2, maybe 4-1. Like, I don't think – no, I'll say 4-2. 4-2 or 4-3. I think they win a series against this Lakers team. And Now, like I said – that does not mean that's what's going to happen by the start of the season because the Lakers still have cap room. The Lakers could still make a move. The Lakers are still young, so the future is definitely brighter for them because they have a lot more young pieces. But as we're talking right here in the moment, I don't really understand the move by LeBron if we're talking about in the moment. Now, if this is a thing where he's like, I'm preparing for the future, um, I'm willing to wait, which... You've heard rumors of him saying that to Magic. Uh, don't send all of our young pieces away to try to get Kawhi if he says he's going to come here next season. Uh, I, I kind of wonder if he thought he was going to get Paul George uh, or, or some or some of the other uh, free agents. You had DeMarcus Cousins go to the Warriors for $5.3 million. And it, there was a rumor out there that he had the – or he offered himself to the Lakers for the same around the same price – which pissed me off even more. Because if I'm going to cheer for LeBron, and, you know, my buddy Tony wants me to cheer for this Lakers team, and it's hard for me to cheer for the Lakers. I won't buy anything Lakers. I'll tell you guys that right now. I won't buy any, any Lakers gear. Someone buys it for me, I'll wear it. But I'm not buying I'm not buying anything Lakers. Um, I don't understand how, as a management team, you don't take that chance with DeMarcus Cousins. If he's saying, hey, I'll play for six, seven, eight, nine million dollars. You're paying Rondo nine million dollars already. You're gonna tell me that Demarcus Cousins isn't worth nine million dollars when you're paying Rondo nine million dollars? <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. So a lot of a lot of things need to come together for this Lakers team. Uh, I think they are a fringe playoff team. Uh, LeBron's gonna put them over the edge. Uh, I mean, you got to think the Pelicans are probably down, uh, losing Rondo and Cousins, even though Cousins didn't play in the playoffs last season when they played the best. Uh, Utah will still be Utah will still be good. Houston will still be good. Uh, although Houston, Utah did lose a lot of good players, you still got to wonder where Carmelo's going to go. Because I did see a report just now whenever I started uh, recording that uh, this is very, very odd, but... Uh, first thing, Carmelo wages no trade clause, so that means Oklahoma City can trade him, which I kind of wonder if anybody's really going to want to take that contract on. Uh, second of all, I saw that the Thunder are letting Carmelo speak with other teams, which is very weird to think about a guy playing for a team and he's just like out there recruiting, or he's out there like hearing recruiting pitches to go sign somewhere. I don't know. I, I think that's weird. So. 
I mean, even if you're the Thunder, you're still going to take that cap hit because you're going to buy him out. So I guess you're just kind of hoping, hey, maybe we can, maybe we can trick a team, or not really trick. Maybe we can get a team to to trade for this, and maybe somebody just wants to do a salary dump and get rid of some other players. I don't know. I don't really know how they're going to get rid of him like that. Um, but if I'm a team, and I'll be honest with you, I've been a very big Carmelo fan uh, since he's come in the league. Uh, I think a lot of times, I, now, I will say some of the criticism he has gotten, he has deserved, but I think uh, also a lot of the criticism he's gotten lately, especially last season with OKC, I think is very unwarranted. If you go back and look at a lot of the games, it was not his fault. Like the last game of the that he played in OKC um, in the playoffs when they, I believe, I can't remember if they got swept, but they got the brakes beat off of him in the last game. And... Russell Westbrook took 43 shots, and I think Paul George took the upwards of 20, and Carmelo took seven shots. How it, how that, how I don't know how that's his fault. How he's getting the blame for it? I think this was the year that Carmelo honestly tried to fit in, and halfway through the season, Westbrook and George decided they didn't want him to fit in. Um, I'm hoping he goes and plays with LeBron because I think that would be fantastic for him. He's a knockdown shooter. I still think he can score with some of the best in the NBA if he's set up for it. Uh, I mean, he's a six-eight scorer. Right? If you have that, I mean, the dude can shoot from anywhere on the floor. And if you set him up with the passes that LeBron makes, that dude's going to knock him down. So we'll see. It's looking like it's going to be Houston. Uh, they've rumored that it's going to be Houston or Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia would be another good fit for him. Houston, all three of those teams, honestly, I feel like would be great fits for Carmelo. Uh, I hope, I'm selfish and I hope he goes to the Lakers because I want him to play with LeBron. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I did get to go uh, to a concert last week, uh, during this past Saturday, to see As Cities Burn. Um, and the reason I'm bringing that up, there's a potential that I may get an interview from one of them. So... Those of you that listen to As Cities Burn, there's definitely potential that I could get an interview with a uh, with a drummer from them, which is pretty dope. He's a Braves fan, and you know I was talking to him about my podcast because I wore my shirt to uh, their VIP meet and greet, and they asked me about it. So I told him I was like, "Hey, man, you know I'd love to have you on there." He's like, "Man, I think I'd love to." He goes, "I'm I'm on a lot of podcasts." And he's like, "But I'd love to talk about something other than this band." So. Man, I'd love to get him on here and get some uh, get some sports talk going. He can definitely give me some inside information on some baseball stuff. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, I got a couple more guests lined up too that I will have on soon as well. Uh, one within the next week or two that was supposed to be on last week, but had to change the schedule. So um, we'll go from there, though, guys. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying this. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. Uh, keep look, keep liking, keep sharing. Try to stay cool because it's still scorching hot outside. And uh, hopefully, like I said, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Beef out.